Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoach radio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoach radio. And now here's today's show. Good afternoon everyone and welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens Jones, and thank you for tuning in today. I know many of for many of you, this is the busiest time of the year. So the fact that you're taking the time to listen means a lot. I greatly appreciate every listener and caller as we grow this audience, and more importantly, as we grow a community through this twice-a-month broadcast. This broadcast was designed for you to have a place to listen, relate, and engage with me and my guests. It is my desire that you will leave each broadcast feeling uplifted and encouraged as you go about your day. It's my hope that through what you hear, you'll pause and make some discoveries in yourself and get nuggets that you can use to move forward in a positive direction. Based on the feedback I'm receiving, We're off to a good start with hundreds of you tuning in live or listening later on demand. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of these first few broadcasts. And I'll ask that you mark your calendars for the second and fourth Tuesdays at noon so you can stay with us into the new year. You know, I build today's broadcast as helpful whether you're married or not even though our special guests are a married couple. And I promise it will be just that. We've got lots to discuss, from what mindset you have going into the Christmas season to how some of you have to deal with very difficult emotions at this time of year, and to the blessings and challenges in the different seasons of marriage. So I'm sure you'll find some valuable takeaways in today's show. You're going to hear from my special guest shortly, who obviously has some tried and true ways to journey through the seasons of marriage as they've been going strong for over 31 years. (laughs) So we'll be talking with them um, in just a few minutes. But first, I have a great update for you from my last guest. If you listened last time, My guest was Deacon Lawrence Hester, the chairman of the Deacon and Deaconess Ministry at Antioch Baptist Church. You'll recall that Deacon Hester was very transparent with us about the metastatic colon cancer treatments he has undergone for the past two and a half years. Well, he realized later that he failed to share during the broadcast the great news that his last two PET scans revealed no detectable cancer cells. Praise <clears throat> God. 
Deacon Hester praises God for his favor and deliverance, and he solicits our continued prayers. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful praise report? As I've done in the past two shows, I want to take a few minutes to talk about my personal values. So today, I want to talk about my love of family and friends. Seems appropriate for this time of the year, too. I've been blessed to have some very special people in my life, and they mean the world to me. The key is trying to make sure I let them know it and to spend time with them, right? (laughs) Before I set up this value, I, too, waited for the time when all of my work was caught up or I'd done all of my chores or um, when I wanted to sleep late or what have you, feeling I'd always get to my loved ones later. But now I try at least to carve out a few minutes When I get my loved ones in my thoughts, I stop and check in to let them know I'm done. And I want to get better at being in touch more regularly. As any of my friends listening will tell you, I still have room for improvement there. The bottom line is I don't want to take these relationships that nourish my life for granted. Do any of you relate to that? There are folks in our lives, not just our relatives, but folks who matter in your life that you plan to reach out to at some point but never make the time to do it. That's one of those regrets that I do not want to live with. So I've resolved to do my best to live the value of showing love for my family and my friends. As I was considering these remarks for today, I wanted to share, or what I wanted to share with you, I began to think of how beautiful it is to connect with family and friends at this special time of the year. And what came to mind, what came to mind is how for some of us, we are so busy doing that we miss the time to actually connect with and spend time with those who mean so much to us. So let me ask you, what is your mindset as we enter this Christmas season? What's forefront in your mind? Are you getting into the spirit of Christmas out there by putting on your running shoes, racing from store to store, and buying gifts galore? Or are you planning and carving out some quality time to spend with family and friends? You know what I mean. Sometimes if we're not careful, we can end up with that feeling of a lot of things going on, but not so many that you truly enjoy. Not so many that really matter to you. Because, frankly, we can be experiencing one event, but our mind is already on the thing that we have to get done next or the thing that we just finished doing. And the closer it gets to Christmas, the more of a blur things can become. Anybody out there relating to that feeling? You know, and on a very solemn note, 
Other feelings are common during this time of the year, too. Sadness, loneliness for loved ones who are no longer with us, or past joys and highlights in our lives that are no longer um, a part of our lives. We understand that here at Making Inspired Choices. A little later in the show, I'd love to get some of our listeners to call and share what remedies you have to make Christmas a time of connection and caring for loved ones. Or you can also share how you've overcome sad or lonely feelings that may come during this time of the year. What kind of choices do you make to keep you going when you're feeling down? Just one that I offer as a start is to simply acknowledge how you feel. We've all heard Dr. Fields say, and I agree with this, you can't change what you don't acknowledge. I want to just let that sit in for a moment. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. So maybe the place to start is to just acknowledge how you feel. As I've mentioned before, this broadcast is a safe place where you can speak and not be judged in any way. You are free to call and let us know what you're really feeling as we enter the Christmas season. We want to support you. We want to encourage you. And now I want to just say... um, as we move into our interview portion of the broadcast. Much to my delight, we have a couple here today that are a perfect choice to share their journey during this during the different seasons of marriage and family life. But once again, an inspired choice, they also head up a ministry that is designed to reach out to those dealing with the loss of the love loss of loved ones with the sadness or loneliness that some of us experience during the holidays. So I'm sure they will have insights and observations about how those feelings come to the surface during this season. And I pray that any of you listening who are going through um, some difficult emotions in this season will, will just feel free to reach out to us. And now it's time for me to introduce my special guest today. Reverend Jeffrey Gaines Sr. accepted the Lord as his personal Savior in 1985. He received the call to ministry in 1990 and was ordained in 1998. Reverend Gaines retired as an Army veteran in 2000, having served across the United States and in Europe with a specialty in military intelligence. He is currently a federal employee working as an intelligence educator in the Office of the Director of National Intelligence in Washington, D.C. He is also currently enrolled in seminary working on his master's in practical theology. Brenda Gaines is the CEO of BG Consulting Services, LLC. 
a consulting firm to nonprofit, government, and corporate clients. She and her staff specialize in designing and implementing customized solutions in fields such as healthcare operations, workforce development and training, data analytics, organizational development, and information technology. Brenda has over 29 years of federal work experience in healthcare operations, program and change management, organizational development, and resources. As a senior advisor to the U.S. Army Surgeon General, Assistant Secretary of Defense for Health Affairs, the Secretary of the Army's Office of Administrative Assistant and Congressional Leaders, she led the establishment and administrative and operational management of 13 very complex and diverse executive agencies with annual budgets exceeding $7.5 billion. Brenda also serves as an adjunct professor and has taught courses in organizational leadership and change management. The games have been married for over 31 years, as I mentioned earlier. They embody a deep love of the Lord, family, and service to others. They have two beautiful adult children, Jeffrey Jr. and Candace, and one adorable grandson, Matthew, who's 10 years old, and they have a granddaughter on the way. <laughs> and their daughter-in-law, Ryan. This wonderful couple currently serves, as I mentioned, as the lead facilitators for Antioch Baptist Church's Grief Share Ministry. In that role, they provide support to persons dealing with grief in the death of a loved one. It is my distinct pleasure to have Jeff and Brenda Gaines as my guests today. Jeff and Brenda, welcome to Making Inspired Choices, and thank you for being here today. Linda, thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Linda, for inviting us. Honored to be on your show. Uh, we're so glad to have you both. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. You are helping to grow a community that gives hope, and give listeners insights on making the kind of inspired choices that can move their lives forward. So let's get started <clears throat> with our interview. I've shared a little bit about your background, but um, let's start with you, Jeff. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, and then I'll have Brenda um, do the same, and about your your values. What what makes Jeff tick? Well, uh, first, I'd be remiss if I didn't take a, a few moments to uh, wish my wife a happy uh, birthday today. I am blessed uh, to have uh, known her nearly for almost 50 years and uh, married for 31 years. So I want to wish her a happy birthday today. So I want to do that first. Uh-huh. I guess. Thank you. Honey. I guess uh, you're quite welcome, dear. I guess um, if someone were to ask me what really I'm about, I guess I'd come to know the Lord and and be thankful and blessed for all the things that he's done. 
But I, I think deep down, I I still see myself as that little country boy that just loves to do things and loves to have fun. And I think now that we are in this season of life where we have, you know, adult children, we have grandchildren, and we have a daughter-in-law, and, uh, you know, we have a great church home, uh, and, I'll, and I'll say careers as well, uh, I just think that for me, it's all about now, what can I give back to others since I have, uh, since we have received an abundance of blessing. I, I do like to have some fun activities, as most of the people know. I, I love riding motorcycles. That's just my thing. Uh, uh, I love I love going to movies, and uh, of course I now like to uh, sit home and watch the football game with my children. We uh, root each other's teams or cheer against each other's teams. So I guess that would be me in a, in a, in a nutshell. Uh, I'm looking to one day uh, transition from my current job and retiring, and maybe go full time ministry. Okay, thank you. How about well, you, Brenda? Well, Linda, the things that I'm most passionate about um, are God, number one, and my family, my friends, um, and just the Grief Share ministry. Um, I'm most passionate about also my business. I'm just so blessed to be in this season of life right now where we are. We get to serve. We get to serve our children. We get to serve in the church. And we just get to continue to grow to grow my business, to grow relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm just very honored uh, for my family again and friends. Thank you. Okay. Well, <clears throat> you know, I know you two personally, um, and I can say that um, I know you all to be blessed, giving, uh, loving people. As I said, you embody. Um, love of God and love of family and service to others. You live well. You're very accomplished. Um, and one of the premises for this show is that sometimes when people see people like you, you, Jeff and Brenda, who are put together, people who uh, just appear to be surrounded with blessings, they may not be able to even imagine that you've ever had low points or times of uncertainty about how to move forward in your own life. I believe we've all had those times. Um, Would that be true for the two of you, Brenda? Very much so, and I can give an example. Um, Two years ago in 2013, I was very excited. I was ending a very lucrative career. I had such a fabulous career. I loved it. Um, it was just such an important part of my life. I got to direct lead. Um, I worked for a three-star general, and I wore her stripes very well. Mm-hmm. She allowed me the autonomy uh, to really run those 13 agencies. But the Lord spoke to me and said that it was time to give it up and focus on my family. My father had a very aggressive form of cancer, and um, so I was retiring to spend time with my father and my, my siblings as well as my husband and my children and then look forward to building my business. But three weeks after I retired, my father died very unexpectedly. And going through that process, because our mother had died a few years before, but we still had my dad, the glue to hold the family together. And 
what I didn't realize that after my father died, I would lose myself. I kind of lost my identity. I didn't know who I was, independent of that very powerful businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And me and my siblings became an orphan, you know, basically. Yes. So I kind of start waffling in my, um, the knowledge of who I was, this very confident, um, self-assured woman uh, just kind of was trying to figure out who was I in absence of that power, in absence of yes. that father, in absence of that mother. Yes. And so, uh, thankfully, one of my dear friends, Linda Stephen Jones, started a coaching, a life coaching business. And I was at a point that I thought I was at an impasse at Crossroads. I didn't know where to go from there. And I spoke with Jeff about it and prayed about it, and I decided to take advantage of your life coaching, and it was one of the most pivotal, pivotal points in my life because it helped me to refocus on who I, Brenda Gaines, wife, mother, grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, business owner was, mm-hmm. and also it really started me on this quest to really um, reaching out to God in a manner that I had never done before. And so I not only found myself, but I found myself in God in a much stronger manner than I have ever been at this place in my life. I mean, I love the Lord with all my heart. So, yes, that was, you're talking about a dark time. That was a dark time. But out of that, it really, I morphed as as just this butterfly. Yes. 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 I see that. I definitely see that. Um, Jeff. Um, let me give you an opportunity to share um, something that comes to mind maybe is with you individually um, or a time period that comes to mind maybe where you were dealing with a low moment or a challenge. Yeah, sure. I think um, I will uh, have to reflect back probably on my childhood, and it was just not a uh, pleasant environment to uh, to be in. And uh, as a result of that, I ended up uh, failing in school and ultimately uh, dropped out of school. A lot of people don't know I actually uh, uh, dropped out of school. And uh, wow. as I, uh, when I dropped out of school, um, I, I decided to join the military, and I guess that was a change moment for me because when I arrived uh, at the organization, leadership told me to go back to school. And uh, I did go back to school, and it just became it became a struggle because even while as a teenager I couldn't necessarily read and I, I, I definitely didn't like speaking to people and didn't have any confidence. So I think sometimes people see you now in the journey and they assume that everywhere along this journey you've been this way. And But I always like to yeah. always reflect back on, you know, where I was as in my teenage years to where I am now in I remember specifically teachers telling me that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't succeed in life. I'm just sorry to say it that way, uh, but uh, that was the case. But uh, I'm thankful that, you know, when my wife and I, uh, you know, met, uh, were married, and she encouraged me and so did other family members, and they stuck with me. So I ended up, you know, completing, you know, my GED, uh, and then mm-hmm. I went on to get an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree and master's degree, and now I'm pursuing this other one uh, because, that was a huge moment in my life back then. I realized that I could do those things, that the environment that I was living in uh, told me that I would not achieve those things. But through God's grace and through the love and support of others, 
uh, I was able to overcome those things, but I, I, I never fail to forget, uh, you know, where I and we have come from, even though I, I think sometimes, and you know, we're fortunate and blessed to be living of the things that we're doing, but I think I never want to forget uh, that those things that we do now uh, are, are, I guess, are really important, but more importantly uh, is the love that we have for the Lord and how I think if we're thankful and we're willing to share that with others, I think that becomes a bigger blessing in my life. So I guess my, my summation would be don't forget to share your journey of how you overcame difficult things so people that are currently going through them can see that on the other side of that journey, there is a blessing on the other side. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what I want to dig into with you two a little bit further in terms of the how you or what made the difference in your overcoming uh, challenges. And I also want to be sure we talk about it from a marriage standpoint Mm -hmm. as well because you have a wealth of experience. Um, As you look back, Brenda, um, was there anything in particular that kept you moving forward during the low points or the a strategy or a life lesson that you found that made a significant difference in how you dealt with the challenges and, you know, that affected the choices that you made? Yes, yes definitely. My mother, um, as, you know, my brothers and sisters and Jeff can attest, was just um, one of the most loving and beautiful women that I know. She was just my inspiration. And my mother always told me um, that I was born smiling, that I, and uh, our dear sister Rochelle calls it, I was born joyful, because I really have a spirit of joy. Mm-hmm. And every time I really allowed myself or I got really, really down, I would remember my mom's word to keep that joy, to keep that spirit of happiness that you have, because she told me that if Satan ever takes away that joy, then he's got you. (laughs) And so what I did is I really leaned into my family, my husband, my children, and my close circle of friends, my best friend Roy and you and Mm -hmm. my prayer partner Ella. And Pastor Osbury uh, was very instrumental in being my champion, Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff and I's champion, as we were going through this season of grief. And so... It's just leaning into my close circle mm-hmm. and just really praying and, and just really knitting myself around my family, uh, Reverend Drake, uh, my brother and my brothers and sisters, my sister Barb and Mike, and just my family, just kind of mm-hmm. really, we leaned into each other. Okay. And that's what really helped, uh, you know, us to keep going mm-hmm. and, and not to despair. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How about you, Jeff? Um what would you say, if there is something that you could, you know, identify in particular that helped you to move forward in, in a low moment? Yeah, I would I'd probably focus, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, back on early on in our marriage. I, I believe when we, got, when we were married, you know, we were pretty much, I think in my mind, still like immature and really kind of selfish, if you will. They kind of want to do things uh, individually as opposed to a couple. Uh, so one of the things I, I learned immediately uh, is the difference between dating and when you're actually married. 
And one of the things I, I uh, was able to pick up, I did some intel, and I went and talked to a mom. I know maybe today's society doesn't do that. But, uh, I knew a mom, but I, I, I talked to her, and she had a conversation with me, and she told me, said, uh, she said, we, we talked about money, because sometimes that becomes an issue with couples, you know, the uh, money thing. Mm-hmm. And so she gave me some advice that was real straightforward, and I have tried to follow that advice uh, ever since we've been married. And she said, one of you guys has to be the spender, and one of you guys has to be the saver. And, and that has to be a balance in the marriage, and uh, that's the balance that I think we uh, you know, initially, on, initially in our marriage. I don't think we worked towards that. Uh, we were in one direction or the other direction and never really reached a balance. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, we got to a point of recognizing, wait a minute, you know, uh, let's identify your strengths in the marriage. Let's identify my strengths in the marriage, and that part you take care of, and this part I'll, I'll take care of. And once we did that, that part of the issues became much more easier to navigate. Um, I, I will also say, uh, I think it's also important to take time to uh, to get to know your potential spouse. Uh, once again, running out of fortune, bless, we kind of grew up together, but it's different between growing up as a friend as opposed to knowing her as the woman that was going to be my wife. So uh, although I thought I knew her, uh, the reality mm-hmm. of the, we slipped on the ring and started sharing a household, uh, there was a lot of things I didn't know. And uh, so I had those challenges trying to navigate through that particular landscape. And I, I think even to the day, uh, you know, uh, we are changing, unfortunately, together because uh, she's changing and I'm changing. So I think we're trying to navigate those changes together. So I guess my encouraging word to uh, to someone that might be listening is try to take time to understand your, your, your spouse's, uh, you know, belief morals and understanding, and I think another important factor that's helped us in my mind is that we try to get behind each other's dream, uh, and uh, I think that's been a real big um, success for us. I try to understand what Brendan wants to go far as ministry-wise, far as a career-wise, far as a mother, far as a grandmother. I, I try to understand all those things, and then I try to jump behind them as much as I humanly possibly can and, um, I mean, there's some bumps and bruises, uh, but uh, I think with God's grace, uh, we have come to a happy medium in that. So uh, I guess that's where I was focusing on the marriage. Oh, thank you. I love that. Get behind each other's hands. <laughs> that is very true. Jeff, I, that is, uh, that's beautifully said. Um, and the getting to know, um each other, taking the taking the time to get to know each other and recognizing that was a smart move to go to someone that knew Brenda best. Yeah. <laughs> right. My <laughs> <laughs> mother knew you well. <laughs> Did it serve you well? Served us very well. <laughs> um let me let me just ask uh in terms of mar- marital challenges, because if you, I mean, you've been married 31 years. Mm-hmm. You've seen seasons without children, yes. with young children, uh, now with adult children and a grandchild and even a new grandbaby on the way. Mm-hmm. Brenda, say something about uh, navigating through the changing seasons okay. of marriage. Yeah, I, that was very challenging um, because, um, again, one of my strengths 
and one of my weaknesses, Linda, is that I adore my children. I adore my husband. But um, as the children were getting older, um, I, I know that and they, can, they will probably chime in to say, oh, Mom, you finally admitted it. <laughs> but I always tend to hold them very close. And there would be times I, we would come home on a Friday and Jeff would have our bags packed to say, honey, let's go. We're going on a trip. And sometimes that included the kids and sometimes it did not. <laughs> and so it was always that challenge in trying to spend time together as a couple because, again, I'm a very much still hands-on mom. Mm-hmm. And as the children grew and gained their own independence, that was very hard for me mm-hmm. uh, because, again, I like having my family very close. And Jeff, um, you know, like I said, sometimes he wanted to divest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ourselves of them so that we can take uh, family trips. But I just had to learn how to balance motherhood, grandmotherhood, and being a wife. Oh. And also at the time, a, a very... Um, like I said, busy uh, director. So that was a challenge for Jeff and I, but we finally had to understand again, like Jeff said, it's knowing my strengths, knowing what was important to me, family being very important. He just had to learn how to say, okay, you know what? She loves the time with the kids. She loves the time with the grandkids. I've just got to carve out some time for us and don't give her a choice. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like what he does. He just says, honey, we're going you know, either the kids go or they're not, and I wouldn't have a choice in the matter. And so it's just learning how to really balance, you know, yes, the different roles of being a mother, a grandmother, and a wife, because, I mean, these are the things that I I, I thrive in in being a friend. And that's that's where my element is. I love people. And so it's just where I'm very happy and comfortable. Okay. Well, I see that. I definitely see that in you. And and so, Jess, it sounds like you have managed to uh, help her shift focus along the journey effectively um, as needed or, or during different times. And, Brenda, you've probably done the same thing with him. I have. I have. Jess is very passionate about motorcycles. And so there have been times where, uh, you know, he has, um, committed a lot of time uh, to motorcycle riding. And times passed when he was much younger, and there would be times I had plans for us, and he was <laughs> already had made plans to to take a motorcycle trip. So again, it came back to we had to learn how to effectively communicate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember one time it was for a year we did not have a two weekends free because we had really overbooked our calendars, so we had to just kind of step back and say we're not communicating effectively. Mm-hmm. And that was a challenge because when our kids were younger, our daughter especially was involved in everything. Mm-hmm. She was all around. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey played football, so balancing their schedule and then our hectic schedule and Jeff's passion mm-hmm. of motorcycles, we just had to kind of like we need to better communicate because it was becoming a bone of contention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so once we started communicating and Jeff started sending out calendars, you know, reminding us that we need to better coordinate, it it worked for us. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and you you have already addressed this, but I feel like to let our listeners hear uh, from guests the role that faith has played in your journey, 
you know, during during the if you both just think about, you know, some of the most challenging times of your life, the role that faith played. Brenda? Well, for me it played a um you know, a great uh, role because, you know, what people don't know about me um, is that um, I am an extreme extrovert, Mm -hmm. but I'm also extremely shy. (laughs) And uh, people laugh when I say that, but um, I I have a nervous stutter sometimes. And I know that when I had my daughter and my son, I went through postpartum depression. Okay. And so I didn't understand it. At the mm-hmm. time, doctors little understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I really had to, and I'm such a joyful person, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't understand why that changed. I just had, you know, a new baby or two new babies at the time, and I was like, I should be on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, went and talked to my pastor and my first lady who were in uh, Arizona with the last baby, and they kind of, you know, let me know what was happening mm-hmm. and to go see a, a physician. But at the time, it took a lot of prayer for me to understand how can this happy, joyful, loving mother, you know, just feel like she wanted to cry all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we really dug into our faith and prayed and, you know, got on the right medication for two months. I think it was six weeks to two months Mm -hmm. or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. And that really helped me to understand. But it was really prayerful because at the time, like I said, postpartum depression was so unknown. And I had never been depressed in my life, but it was just that chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we really had to pray to find the help that we really needed. So faith has, over our life, played a big role in every facet of our life, whether it be work, raising children, parenting, mm-hmm. you know, grief share, friendships, relationships. It all goes in tandem, you know, together. Wow. So the thread is woven throughout your entire... It is. Marriage. And that, yes, very much so. The entire marriage, the whole gamut of it. <clears throat> and that started, again, like Jeff was saying, is just really having that loving, faithful Christian mother mm-hmm. that really inspired us all. Even before we knew God, we knew we loved him mm-hmm. because my mother had instilled that in us, that he loves you even though you can't see him, you can't feel him, but you know in your heart, your spirit, that he's there. So faith has just played this enormous role in our whole life. And again, as I said, it's, it's in these past few years in having this personal deep journey into my faith after the loss of my parents because it made me do a really a paradigm shift to say that, you know, you know, I gave 100% everything that I have, my career, my marriage, my mm-hmm. children, mm-hmm. but now I've got to give 100% to the God who made me because I need him more now than I've ever needed him in my life. And I remember the day I knelt down and I said, God, do your best work in me now mm-hmm. because I need you and I promise you that I would do my best for you. And I can tell you today that he did that. And so it, it has been such a beautiful experience. Um, and you talk about my faith increasing. It has so much. It has really increased so much. Well, that's a, that's a very, very touching testimony of 
the role faith is playing in your life, Brenda. Thank you. Um, Jeff, would you like to say something about uh, the role that faith has played um, during your hours of challenge and seasons of challenge? Yeah, um, before I get to that, I'd like to digress back to a comment my wife uh, made. And um, I, I just learned something about her that I really didn't know. And I didn't know that she was a shy person. <laughs> okay. uh, real quick, and I'll jump to the serious part. I know one day we were taking a trip from Boston on a train, and I promise you, before we got home, she had like a meeting of the United Nations of everybody on that train and, and just talking and having conversations with Chai. Chai, I don't know. That's something I'm just learning today. I have to figure that one out. But, uh, but well, back to the. But back to the uh, studies of faith, I'll go back to your point where you talked about um, the kind of like the various stages of being married, then children, then grandchildren. And I'll say it went from good to better to great, but I'll say that it wasn't and it isn't an easy journey. And uh, the difficult part of my journey was probably the fatherhood part. Uh, My mom and dad separated when I was very early when I was young. So growing up, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have a great example of a father. Uh, so uh, I found it challenging when my son was born on what to do. And then what I, what, what, mm-hmm. what I learned in, uh, in faith is that I, I began to look to the scriptures for insight. But more importantly, it came down to some private things. I wanted him not to experience all the things that uh, I went through. And so I made it my earnest effort to make his life as enjoyable as possible. So... Uh, when Candace was born, I felt a lot more comfortable in my skin, you know, about being a father. Mm-hmm. And one mm-hmm. thing I'll say about uh, being a grandparent, you get all the joys without any of the rules to go along with them. In other words, <laughs> uh, you know, in other words, we have a, a beautiful grandson, you know, Matthew. He he just turned ten this month, and there's nothing like you know loading him up with sugar and sending him on home and all these other good things that you hear that grandparents <laughs> do. Uh, and we yeah. have a we have a granddaughter on the way, so uh, I, I say it's getting great because we're looking forward to that opportunity to spoil her and to love on her as well. And faith is in line between all of that because without faith, we would have never made it this far. You know, if it would have mm-hmm. been upon our own abilities and our own, think, our own thinking, there's no way we could have overcome all the challenges of financial, uh, you know, being financially strapped dealing with health issues, dealing with medical issues, dealing with challenges of going to the school and the kids, you know, didn't turn a whole working time in and, uh, you know, all those things that, you know, the normal people go through, you know, uh, we went through and probably some extremes on the other side. So I know sometimes when people see see people at various stages in their life, they may not see all the struggle that gone before. And particularly young people, they'll think, hey, mom and dad, they just really never had any struggles. No, that's not necessarily the case. So, that faith is what has kept me through all of the challenges in my life, both both career-wise, both health-wise, uh, both church-wise, and even through our marriage as well. You know, we love to, uh, an opportunity arises, we love to kind of like sit at the dinner table uh, along with the kids and our daughter-in-law uh, and just, you know, have a meal together. We, we, we try to do that. Not that we don't do it enough, so at some point hopefully we can do it more. Uh, but uh, also the other blessing that I receive is, you know, sometimes when I am uh, have the opportunity to preach at a wonderful church like Antioch, 
I look out and I see my son, my daughter, my wife, my daughter-in-law, my, my grandson uh, sitting there. And uh, it's a wonderful thing to be able to share your faith with your children and see the impact that it's having in their lives. So that's what faith, that's what faith has done for me. Wow. I yeah, I, I totally get I totally get what you're what you're saying and where you and Brenda are coming from about the power the power of faith mm-hmm. in your life when you have uh, put faith in in as a uh, main ingredient. I want to uh, shift just a little bit now um, with both of you because you had the grief share ministry, mm-hmm. and I want to just talk a little bit about, as I said earlier in the show, we know that in this season there are people who are going through some very difficult emotions Mm -hmm. as they enter the Christmas season, and it's not a happy, joyful time for everyone. Not only when they have have lost loved ones in recent times, but it could be when they've lost loved ones um, at some some distant years, even um, Brenda, I'll start with you. Can you just share a little bit about uh, you know what you all, how you all work with people? Yes, <clears throat> grief share. Oh my goodness, it is. Um, if I can explain grief share, it is really a comforting, painful, um, raw emotional, blessed journey, um, a ministry, because when you've lost someone that's very close to you, or conversely, if you've lost someone very important to you, but you didn't have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with that person, you grieve very hard. Mm -hmm. If it's a suicide or a sudden death, a murder, and it's plain, it brings out rage and mm-hmm. anger mm-hmm. because you don't understand it. Right. And so I attended the first grief share session at Antioch when Jeff's mother and sister died within the same year because he and my children, Candace and Jeffrey, were so broken, his mm-hmm. sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. And I had to make sense of it mm-hmm. because they both died uh, through surgery. Um, as a result mm-hmm. of complication of 30. So I had to go to help them. I didn't understand the pain. I've never seen my husband, such a strong man, be so broken, mm-hmm. and I couldn't help them. Mm-hmm. So I attended Grief Share, and it was so, it was such an epiphany. It was such healing. It was so powerful mm-hmm. that I finally convinced him to come. And I told him, I said, if you could just sit through the first two sessions, mm-hmm. honey, it's going to save your life. And so he and I and even Candace came. Jeffrey was away at school in California, but they attended Grief Share, and it really it helps because you listen to videos, and then you get to talk as a group, and you get to voice your frustrations, your anger, your deep, raw pain, and it brings a relief and a forum where you can articulate the most deepest pain, or sometimes you just sit there and cry mm-hmm. because you can't voice the hurt. Mm-hmm. But if for attendees that can sit through that 13 weeks, 
at the end, and even midstream sometimes, we're laughing and uh, a new attendee will walk in and say, is this Grisha? Surely it can't be. Yeah. But it's such a ministry that brings healing. Yeah. And it's not going to be overnight, and you're going to want to scream. Some people do scream. They bang mm-hmm. on the table. But we tell them, be yourself here. Mm-hmm. This is a safe haven. It's a forum where you can tell your deepest, dark secrets, mm-hmm. and it will not leave the forums of mm-hmm. these four walls. Mm-hmm. And so it really is a ministry, Linda, that I can vouch for. I can attest because I was not only now a facilitator, I was a participant. Yes. And I know that it saved my life when my mother died. Mm -hmm. I was not suicidal, but it saved my soul, Mm -hmm. I would say that, Mm -hmm. because me and my sisters and my father and my brothers and sister were so broken when my parents died, and it really saved our our life, I'd say. Mm Jeff, um, what observation would you add to, you know, in terms of, what people are going through when they're grieving and then this holiday season on top of that. Yeah, sure. I, uh, I'll first start off by saying what we uh, sometimes say in grief here, and that is we're all in a club that no one wants to be in uh, because, you know, you're, you're, in, you're in this group because you've lost someone or some persons in your life. And what I would like to start off with is probably uh, trying to address uh, or give some people who are know someone who's grieving how to uh, how to maybe communicate with them because that's where a lot of things tend to go maybe uh, not so well is that when people are trying to assist people in their grief they say some things that really maybe set mm-hmm. them off even in a much more difficult path you know a couple things mm-hmm. that we learned in past is you just want to avoid phrases like uh, I know how you feel um, a, a grieving person. That's probably mm-hmm. not going to be close to even true. Even if it's the same type of relationship uh, that was there, you're probably not going to be able to feel the same way that person felt. Another thing, uh, right. probably we encourage people to avoid things like asking about how old the person was and saying they lived a full yeah. life or these other things. Those things just don't seem to be helping people along their grief journey. And, and particularly, and sometimes people will say, uh, God won't put more in you than you can bear. Those things don't necessarily help people uh, on their grief journey. What does help mm-hmm. is not so much what you say, it's about what you do. And what I mean by that is I think when we uh, encounter someone, say, at work in particular, I think we need to make sure we recognize to them that we understand that they just lost a loved one. But don't necessarily go mm-hmm. out to all the details. And what does that mean? Hey, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, just let me know. I'm here for you. And maybe just kind of mm-hmm. leave it at that. Just acknowledge. Because a lot of times people say they go back to work and no one at the job says anything about you know, says anything to them about their loss, yeah. and they feel like no one at the job cares. Uh, so that would yeah. be one component. And then for the holidays, I would encourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk to someone who maybe uh, speak to someone who may be going through that right now. I encourage you uh, uh, to uh, try to be out with friends and family that will you know just come up, come come up behind you and support you during this difficult mm-hmm. time. And, uh, you know, in particular, when it's the first Christmas that you're experiencing without your friend, your husband, your wife, your child, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very difficult time to be going through that. So I would encourage you to try to 
you know, be around family and friends and those positive people who are just going to lift you up and love you as much as possible. I would also encourage uh, people out there that may be listening to uh, definitely go to greeshare.org. Uh, there's a web- website. Uh, you can uh, you can locate a Grease Share group that's closest to you. Uh, we we often do that for people and students. You know, parents will you know say I need my uh, child who's off in college to attend a Grease Share. So we will go to the site and find it for them. Um, it's usually it's a 13 week program, usually for uh, one hour, uh, hour and a half. You know, whatever particular day the, that church or organization decides to do. And so I encourage people to attend. What I also encourage is. It just because they're on week six does not mean you have to wait until the next session starts. The sessions are not in sequential order, uh, so we've had people okay. come in on the last set. We've had people come in on the last session and be blessed by the material materials that is provided. And so the group really is a safe zone for people to kind of say and think exactly what they're feeling, and not necessarily mm-hmm. be consumed about what other people are going to be thinking and saying. So it gives it gives okay. the group the chance to say, I'm feeling like I'm crazy, you know, I'm going wild, so forth and so forth, and just be in an environment where we can kind of share the word of God, share what others are going through, and then be able to help people on this journey. As my wife said earlier, uh, I lost my mom and my sister in 2007, and it was in 2008 I decided to go to grief share because life was just overwhelming. And what I Mm -hmm. learned from grief share literally, in my mind, saved my life and when the church uh, provides opportunities for us to come back, my ultimate, our ultimate goal was we want to be able to pour out uh, from Greeshare what we receive and pour that into others. And you know, as the years have gone by, I think we've been we've been doing this about six years, and I don't we don't feel no way tired yet. And, you know, and so it's always a blessing to see people come in on week one, and then week thirteen you can see a smile on their face and you know just hear their words and hear them talk. So I say I, I guess to sum it up, I would say. Uh, it's not about what you say to people who are experiencing a loss. It's really about what you do. And if you can, you know, if you can pull their hand, pat them on the shoulder, or give them a smile, well, that probably will go a long ways in, uh, you know, assisting that person on this most difficult journey because they've lost someone that, you know, they could have known for all of their life or, you know, they, they lost the love of their life or they lost a child. So uh, just try to support them as much as possible. Well, that is... Um very significant uh, advice or encouragement from two folks who are seeing firsthand people who are having this challenges with different difficult emotions during this uh, as we enter the holiday season. So right now, I'm going to because we do want to give uh, our guests a chance to call in. I know we've talked about. So many things today, um, but we want to hear from you now. Um, any any comments, any questions that you have for how the uh, our guest comments uh, have uh, resonated with you? We have someone who's holding. Let's see who we have on the line. Two one zero area code. Uh, press one, and you're on the air. Two one zero area code. Looks like we dropped that call. I'm sorry if you can try to call back in. The guest call in line is six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. 
if you have a call, if you have a comment or a question, anything you'd like to share, please feel free to call us at 646-716-9397. Yes. Um, I'm going to have yes. to uh, head out. I have a meeting to go to, but I'll leave you in the capable hands of my lovely wife, and I appreciate the honor of being on your show. Thank you so much for being here with us today, for taking the time. We know you're busy. Um, what you have shared will resonate and um, be valuable for a lot of people. Thank you so much. Thank you, with us. All right. God bless. God bless. Okay. We are waiting for callers. As we're waiting, um, I just want to kind of say in summary what uh, some of the key nuggets that I heard between the two of you as you talked about uh, overcoming the challenges of marriage, Mm -hmm. overcoming individual challenges as well. I love that you shared leaning into people that you trust, to your loved ones, when you're going through not trying to face it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's just something important for us to all underline because for some reason, when we have our greatest challenges, mm-hmm. those are times often that we will pull away right. or isolate ourselves. Yes, because oftentimes, Linda, what we don't want to do is to be our true authentic self. Yes. And sometimes that means making yourself vulnerable. Yes. But what my mother always taught me, and as Pastor Osbury always attests, is that when you need to be transparent, God will bring that person for you to be transparent with. Now, we can't be that with everyone, right. but he will always provide someone that you can pour your heart out that they won't judge you, that exactly. they will journey along with you. Exactly. And that's what I've learned to do, and I've always encouraged my children, my friends, my family to to just really build a network. Because even when you read the Bible, Jesus had an inner circle. Absolutely. And so if he was wise enough to do so, then we conversely should do so as well. That is good advice. We have a caller um, who's waiting to join us. Let me... Let me go to our caller. Caller at 887-PREFIX, uh, uh, just press 1, and you're online with us. Ms. Linda? Yes. Oh, good afternoon. I really thank you for encouraging us and enlightening us about making inspired choices. Your, your program, your cast, and your coaching business, I'm sure, has really uh, helped so many. And uh, I also want to thank your guests who, who were on today. Uh, they were very engaging, uh, very informative, very prescriptive in sharing their lives, their marriage and their experiences. And uh, they really blessed us today. So I, I really want to thank you all for that. And um, I will be listening in for the, for the next show. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Goodbye. Okay, is there any other callers out there who would like to uh, join us with a comment or uh, any feedback or question, you can call us now at 646-716-9397.
Um, a couple of the other points that you made as um, as you and, and Jeff shared, Brenda, that I just want to hopefully give people an opportunity to underline. Um, I love the get behind each other's dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the essence of the true marriage partnership, isn't it? It is. It is. Jeff and I, we we grew up in two different worlds as I you know, mm-hmm. they make that point. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jeff stated, he came from a very poor family, mm-hmm. and I was raised by my aunt who was very comfortable, mm-hmm. and then my parents were comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so because of the circumstances of his life, um, there were some dreams that he thought that he could not achieve. Uh, and so in, I encouraged him, you know, to go back to school to get his, you know, associate's degree and his bachelor's and then his master's. So there were times when we just kind of gotten behind each other. And then on the other hand, he did the same for me in my career because in my career there were times I was the only black, mm-hmm. you know, African-American as you have it in my whole agency mm-hmm. with the leadership position. So he encouraged me, honey, to continue to persevere. God's got your back. Mm-hmm. If he is for you, who can be against you? And so I know that it was with his support and prodding, because sometimes i got to tell you, there were giants in the past, mm-hmm. but he just kept pushing me to, you know, to be all you can be. That was the Army slogan at one time, and mm-hmm. so I did. And so, yes, we've always got behind, we, we get behind the children in their dreams. You know, our daughter-in-law with our grandchildren, our grandson, and now our, with our new baby on the way, we mm-hmm. will do the same. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. That's our love language mm-hmm. that we speak to each other. It's to just to support each other. Beautiful. Um, you put some key emphasis on a couple of other factors that I just want to underscore, and those were communication, mm-hmm. making sure that you figure out how to communicate with each other in a way that works for your marriage, for mm-hmm. your relationship. And the uh, emphasis on prayer, mm-hmm. that prayer was a significant um, element throughout your marriage. Yes. Yeah, even when we had kids, I meant Jeff, we would have Bible study in the home, mm-hmm. and then we always prayed uh, with the kids uh, and each other, and no matter what age the kids become, even now we pray mm-hmm. uh, together as a family. Not as often as we used to because they're their own adults and they can make up their own mind, mm-hmm. but we've always interwoven faith and prayer uh, into our lives. The kids have seen us pray. They pray out loud mm-hmm. uh, together with us because, again, the family that prays together stays together. It sounds like it is working for the game family. Thank you. (laughs) We have another caller on the line. Um, Someone with the 541 prefix. If you press 1, you'll be live. Hello? Uh, Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Lonnie calling. How are you today? Hi. Thank you for calling, brother. Yeah, I, I do have a comment uh, first, and then a couple of questions. Uh, show is very timing. The subject is very uh, timing. The, the timing is very good for a lot of reasons. I do have a couple of things happening in my life that I think uh, your guest today 
uh, might have some influence on and some advice on, particularly when we talk about grief sharing. I do have a very good friend of mine who uh, lost his daughter-in-law, and there's a lot of um, hesitation that I see right now, even though when I talk to them personally, I can hear it in their voice that they're having issues with it. Uh, and I'm trying to uh, develop a, the right strategy for getting some materials to them and it may come from either you, Coach Slender, or perhaps your guest. I'm not quite sure. It's not something I've addressed with uh, uh, Reverend Gaines before, or, or Brenda, for that matter. Mm-hmm. But I, I do know that very specifically this, this gent uh, I've known for uh, since 1958, and it's his son-in-law's uh, daughter, uh, his, his son, in, his uh, daughter-in-law, who has passed uh, 40 something years. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to understand uh what what my best approach might be to getting some something to them or should I just kind of allow them to uh go go the way that they uh the god leads them No, Lonnie, I would definitely say um that to get in touch with Jeff and he will provide the materials or if your friend is in another state, Jeff will even um find a grief share organization support group for him to attend. And another thing is that he will even call your friends. But the worst thing that you can do is to do nothing. Because, again, grief is, I call it, Jeff and I call it a very insidious monster because Mm. it overtakes everything that you are your brain is saying, I can do this, I can overcome this. Grief is saying, right. I want to bury you in the ground and you never get up again. Wow. And wow. so please do continue to support your friend, encourage them to attend a grief share. And, you know, when your first opportunity presents, please get in touch with Jeff and he can. he will even call your friend and then try to get him the grief share materials or find a grief share uh, support group near him. But the holidays, as you know, are just very trying uh, to to people that have lost loved ones. And it can, oh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it can sometimes precipitate thoughts of suicide and uh, or other depressive behaviors that we really want to ward off. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the caring thing to do... Yeah, the caring thing to do is exactly what you have done now. Is saying I'm going to call in and try to figure out the best approach uh, for my friends. Okay, I, gonna, I, I like that advice. Uh, yes, go ahead, please. I'm going to just throw out to listeners since you've mentioned that, Lonnie, um, an email for anyone out there listening who is wanting more information on what our guest is sharing. Um, please send an email to Linda on lcrn at gmail.com. That's lcrn for Life Coach Radio Network. Linda on lcrn at gmail.com. And we will be sure and Mm -hmm. connect you with uh, our guests so that you can get those valuable resources. Okay, that's outstanding. Uh, let me also comment that uh, on social media, media there are a lot of, uh, I guess, exchanges of information back and forth about people 
who are in a in a period of time that they associate with the holidays, and they're saying that you know when you look around, you see people and some folks are shopping and having fun and doing a lot of things that are seasonally uh, exciting to them, but others are uh, have their heads buried in the sand, and that uh, this is a time of year that sometimes uh, that's what happens to people. I can't explain that phenomenon how it happens. But uh, just for me personally, uh, I just try to get on my knees every day and thank God for just another day. Uh, but the idea of letting the season and all the merriment that's going on around you uh, drive you into a deeper kind of a state of mind, deeper, if you will, depression, uh, is something that I see on the uh, social media that uh, many folks are dealing with. Can you comment on that? Yeah. No, and you're you're correct, and that's one of the things that, you know, we try to be very cognizant of is that, and let me just digress for one second, Lonnie, but in my family, my my sisters, brothers, um, we had a lot of relatives to die around the holidays, so I too can attest the holidays have not always been kind to us. And so my family would always kind of, you know, um, um, we would kind of... um, be very apprehensive about going into the holidays. And it took mm-hmm. a number of years for God to really just, um, you know, stem that tide of death. And so I, I know what you're saying, that the holidays can be very hard for some people. But that's why I encourage, and Jeff also encourage people, let's keep our radar eyes on and that God would just make our hearts malleable, you know, to the people that we see. Because you never know the kindness, a kind word, a hug, you know, what it will do for people if they stop them from committing suicide or or worse yet, we just don't know what people go through during the holidays because as we're out making merry, getting gifts for our friends, Mm -hmm. you know, people are just in the deepest throes of despair. And so you you are definitely correct. And so I would just encourage everyone within Antioch, if they could just get the word out about Grief Share again, what Jeff and I did at the close of our last Grief Share season is to tell, you know, our attendees and their family members to please call us. We don't care what time of day, night it is. We are amenable to taking your your calls because, again, if we can make the difference in just one person's life, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. Because as long as, we can help, as long as we can help one person to overcome this hurdle, and get them the grief share support that they need, then we feel like we've done a job well done. Mm-hmm. Thank very you encouraging. so much. And, uh, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for a very enlightening show. And uh, I've been in uh, from the beginning of this one and uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you very kindly. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. All right, All right so long. Okay. I'm going to... Um, Take one more caller if there's anyone out there. And while we're waiting to see if there's anyone else who wants to share something, let me just uh, make a couple of quick uh, uh, remarks. First, Brenda and Jeff, phenomenal. Thank you. Phenomenal sharing today. Um, I feel like I can speak on behalf of the listeners that there is just, so much that was gained mm-hmm. from how you were so transparent and just shared from your heart. Let me let me stop because there is another caller on the line. 
There's a caller at a 606 prefix. Press 1, and you're live on the air. Hello, Linda. This is Brenda. Yes, hi. And, hi, and I wanted to say hello to Brenda also. Listen, I wanted to tell you um, the information that you're sharing is just so wonderful, and this is my second time listening, and I definitely plan to continue and help get the word out because what you're offering it just covers so many aspects of our lives. And I had a conversation with a friend yesterday, and, you know, grief share in terms of the death of a loved one, that's mm-hmm. really, in addition to what Jeff and Brenda just shared with us, I'm really realizing more that grief share is 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 the loss of a job, which is what my friend is going through. And, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's so important. It's so important because it's for her it was the loss of a job. She's reminiscing about the loss of her relationship. She's single during the holiday mm-hmm. season. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to ask Brenda if the discussion uh, in the Grief Share uh, meetings, does it extend also outside of just, you know, the loss of loved ones? It does. It does. Now, the Grief Share program that we offer at Antioch is only um, for those that have lost loved ones, whose loved ones have died. However, Brandy, you are correct. When the members attend Grief Share, those other losses will often come out. Mm-hmm. And and like, say, for instance, someone has is, is attending Grief Share because they have lost their mother well, they may have also gone through a divorce. Mm -hmm. So that loss will come up. So what we will do is then recommend that they attend the uh, the, uh, divorce care program, which is headed by uh, Reverend Dennis Strait. So, yes, the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship, those undermining also, you know, will manifest itself in grief share. And what we tell people is that they may start uh, out at grief share to mourn the loss of their loved one, but what happens? A whole person emerges mm-hmm. because they dealt with the other losses yes. in their lives, and some of them can stem back way from childhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I tell you, grief share is powerful because it does make you deal with a lot of emotions and a lot of um, circumstances or issues that may have manifested itself in your childhood. It really does. Out of grief share, I can attest that in every case that we've had, and I'm not saying that across the board because I can't attest Mm -hmm. to that, but what I've seen in our grief share, really you see people that were so broken, and not, not number one, me included, so broken, but came out of those 13 weeks a champion mm. for grief share. And wow. it is one of those things I'm most passionate about. I advocate, please come to grief share. If you have experienced the death of a loved one, it will save your life, your family, your marriage, and all of those things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Linda, for calling. You're welcome. I just wanted to thank you for your email because this particular lady... She doesn't live here. I only see her a couple times a year. She lives in California, but I will share your email address that you just shared with us. I'll give that to her. Thank you. Yes, please do, Brenda. We 
we want to be a community of sharing and sharing resources yeah. as a part of that. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for calling. Well, you're very welcome. Okay. Fortunately, we build in a little extra time to this show, and uh, as as it turns out, it was needed today, so we're a little over our uh, normal allotted time. But again, Brenda, I just want to thank you and Jeff for how you just poured into our audience today. Um, I believe that the the ideas and the seeds that you planted will help our listeners to make more inspired choices. Thank you. Um, to our listeners, thank you, thank you for uh, tuning in today and for just putting your faith in this broadcast and uh, being a support. As we uh, close out today, I just want to give the email again, Linda on lcrn at gmail.com for any information uh, talked about during today's show. I can, of course, make uh, connections for you. The next show will be on December 22nd. Please join us then when my guest will be Reverend Alan Harris. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Ladies out there, before we go, I have a special invitation for you. If you or someone you know is interested in the benefits of coaching and wanting to move forward in the next chapter of your life with more fulfillment and getting the support of other women at the same time, consider my next Six Inspired Choices program, which begins in January. Go to my website, www.lindastevensjones.com, for information and sign up. That's Linda Stevens Jones, Stevens is spelled S T E P H E N S, lindastevensjones.com. Brenda, do you have any shout-out that you want to give us to close today? Well, yes. I just want to give a shout-out to all of the listeners, to you, Linda, for having Jeff and I. Mm-hmm. Um, as you can see, we're very passionate about God, family, friends, Absolutely. and and grief share. So I just want to give a shout-out to all of the listeners um, for uh, listening in to us. And I pray that we were... Uh, of a comfort or encouragement or just a source of uh, knowledge for you. And, Linda, thank you so much for having mm-hmm. Jeff and I. It was it was indeed an honor. And so we look forward to the next uh, session with uh, Alan Harris, and, uh, and we just enjoyed it immensely so far. So thank you very much for oh. having us today. Thank you. I want to give a shout-out out there to, as we've talked about today, to anyone who feels lonely or Mm -hmm. a little sad or discouraged, I hope that you feel a little more encouraged today. Uh, I want to give you a shout-out that we care about you, and we want to see you um, go through your journey with support. So be in touch if there are uh, support needs, and we will certainly try to support you or point you in the right direction. I want to say uh, finally, last shout out to Brenda Gaines, who is celebrating a birthday today. Thank you. Wonderful <laughs> way for us to have shared your birthday with you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. God bless to all of you out there. I want to wish each of you 
all of the special, simple joys mm-hmm. of the Christmas season. Christ, who came as uh, our Savior, born as, as an innocent babe, but he was hope for this world. Yes. Stop and reach out to someone who is very special to you. Let them know it, not just with material gifts, but with your time. Thank you. Stay blessed. Until next time.